started in just a second let me um make justin a speaker here thanks for joining in might be kind of quiet today as we just sort of announced the twitter space a little bit on the late side we need to have some of that jazzy like hold music um <laughs> going on as we uh, as we get started but thanks for thanks for your patience sorry we don't have any jazzy hold music um we'll get started here in just a minute um we just kind of got the word out there for for everybody to join us here and going to talk a little bit today um uh, and kind of discuss with the community. Love to, of course, have everyone's voices here. Or if you don't feel like talking, you know, you can um, shoot a, a text in the Twitter or in Discord and share a little bit of some of your thoughts. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna try to cover some of the ideas around um, what the community has proposed, the fees, um, some of the dynamic fees, some of the new feature sets that come with the auction module, how that's going, um, how that maybe could evolve. Um, and, uh, you know, we just actually heard news of Crescent um, winding down. So that could also be potentially a, a topic of discussion. Um, but overall, just sort of a casual get together, um, listen to the community and um, uh, kind of talk about some of the things that have been proposed uh, in the in the Discord and governance channels. Um, but welcoming uh, Justin uh, to the to the Twitter Spaces here. Justin, if you want to share uh, what the Hawk Networks and Althea team does uh, to support uh, Gravity, that'd be great. Hey, yeah. So <clears throat> the uh, the Hawk Networks team has been selected by a governance proposal. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but it should be pretty easy to find. Uh, to provide, you know, general maintenance, feature implementation, uh, and, you know, uh, managing updates. That's sort of day-to-day -day work. And uh, the most recent thing we did was supervise the deployment of the auction module, which was developed in uh, via a separate governance proposal with Notion. And... Um... The uh, the other that uh, that proposal also so, um, supported the Blockscape team in doing uh, one of the user interfaces for bridging in and out. Uh, many chains uh, with Gravity make their own kind of interface. I think like, I think Nim does. Uh, Canto has a Gravity sort of interface onboarded. And um, but for those folks uh, that want to use an independent bridge uh, interface, there is bridge.blockscape.network. Uh, and those folks also got selected. And then the Chandra station team, who may join us a little bit later, um, also were selected uh, to support some of the analytics sites. Um, and uh, like what, are, what are all the things that Chandra does, uh, Justin? Well, Chandra has, uh, let's see, so they have. Uh, a so they're running a fork of space station dot zone that has been mm. updated. So that was the original Cosmos station front end that predated even Blockscapes, um, and that's now running on their own um, 
Gravity Pulse. Gravity Pulse. Dot. Yes. One second. I got to remember that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can we can also yeah, drop some of these links into the Discord yeah. for folks to be able to find afterwards too. Yeah, so Chandra runs <clears throat> the uh, the an alternate uh, generic gravity bridge interface on gravitypulse.app, in addition to a statistics page that shows information about bridge volume and collected fees. And then finally, they have developed an auction module interface. Um, which is at auction gravity So together the, um, you know, and, and uh, I think it should also set examples for um, other independent organizations that want to support gravity uh, bridge, you know, maintenance and growth uh, that, that there's a sort of a template for, um, you know, launching a governance proposal in front of the community. Uh, typically, it's it goes through the process of um, the Commonwealth, which is a forum. Uh, you talk about it with the communities, Discord, some community calls, and then onto on chain. But it's certainly not a, a gated process or, or a permission process but in any way. And and we encourage everyone to, um, you know, if they, they find a good fit to support Gravity to to get one of those proposals up and. Um, and moving forward so um but exciting to see that there's um that we have such a great diversity of entities that are supporting and maintaining gravity gravity launched in december of 2021 so this means this is the third year of gravity's um bridging away and um justin as you often say the the, the goal is to make it boring <laughs> <laughs> um, and that the bridging happens in a in a very in a very, very boring and routine way as a piece of infrastructure should be. I would never want to be driving in my car and and have crossing a bridge be exciting. <laughs> it should never be that. It should be boring and, and a piece of infrastructure. And, and Gravity's done a really amazing job of being that routine. Um, uh, you know, bridging interface that's kept a lot of really exciting chains and applications uh, moving forward. And um, one of the things that that uh, that was big this last year was the auction module. I don't know uh, for folks that are listening now, Justin, should we just give a quick recap on what that does? Yeah. So uh, I think to recap the sort of history here, um, Gravity Bridge was first deployed with no fee mechanism. And within, you know, uh, I think it was several months of deployment. It wasn't quite right away. Um the community decided that charging a fee on bridging out of of gravity bridge um would be the place to you know uh try and try and capture some revenue um and a very simple fee mechanism was implemented that just took the fees uh that that added a second fee to the bridge out message you know there was the fee that was paid to ethereum relayers and then the fee that was paid to the chain and this was directly sent to validators and stakers. Um, and that is how it worked for, I think, a little bit more than a year um, before the community sort of, um, there were some rumblings and some discussions, uh, mainly around there are a lot of not very active stakers uh, that are not even claiming these, uh, that were not necessarily claiming their staking rewards. Um, so the next step was the auction module which takes a share of these fees and auctions them uh, for graph. And this provides a way to sort of more efficiently use um, 
to, uh, to sort of more efficiently use those funds. And uh, so in both cases, these are entirely community-driven proposals. Uh, so a community member submitted a governance proposal. It was approved. And in the case of the auction module, um, a, um, a, a governance proposal for the feature was created. Then a governance proposal to pay Notional to develop the module. And then finally, the Hawk team helped integrate the module and launch it, you know, which lines up with our aforementioned uh, sort of maintenance, uh, maintenance proposal that we're currently doing maintenance for Gravity Bridge. Yeah, um, well, it, it's interesting to kind of think about it over that whole history. Um, and I think one of the things that might be interesting for the discussion today is um, the uh the how how the implementation of oracles could potentially allow some different parameters around the fee module going forward for the community to discuss um i don't know if we want to tease that out a bit justin and, and and so the community can kind of think about what's possible and you know how how they might want to uh, move that forward yeah, well, I always find this kind of kind of interesting. But after the last update, the question of what's next is never really answered. There's not a roadmap. It's very community driven and proposal driven. Uh, but stuff always ends up showing up and ends up showing up in the conversations. And after a few months, it's typically pretty clear what the next update is going to look like, uh, even though, you know, maybe the proposal isn't quite up yet. Uh, so I always find this a really fascinating proce process to be a part of. Um, so since the deployment of the auction module, the questions were, well, how efficient will it be? Will enough people participate? Um, you know, will it, will it really work well or will it be disruptive in some way? And the answers to all of those have been pretty positive. The auction module seems to be working well. There are plenty of participants in the auctions. Um, and, you know, everything is sort of going off right on schedule. So now the next question, uh, the sort of community, uh, the sort of community discussion has turned to uh, really two different topics, and one is that noticing that gravity's volume is uh, the composition of gravity's volume is sort of changing. Earlier on in gravity's lifespan, it was uh, there was a lot of stablecoin traffic. Um, and maybe it was 60, 40, 70, 30 stable coins versus um, ERC-20 representations. So this is where projects that want to bring the ERC-20 from Ethereum to their own, uh, to their own DAP chain, or they want to bring something from a, from a Cosmos SDK chain to Ethereum. And uh, Gravity Bridge is still the only permissionless chain to do this. Um, and so this is taking on a larger and larger uh, portion of Gravity's volume. Um, which is kind of timely because it means you're getting a lot of odd tokens. Uh, if you are a gravity staker and you are collecting fees, um, you're getting a really odd sort of basket of tokens. Um, and this has led the community to think more about um, what tokens should be directed to the auction module and what tokens should be directed to stakers balances and maybe some sort of feature where the community can decide, hey, you know, all of these tokens need to go to the auction module. These tokens I want to, uh, these tokens we want to go into user balances. Um, and that sort of control, for example, would allow uh, a lot of the dust tokens to be swept into the auction module where they can be dealt with more efficiently because um, it's sort of difficult to deal with, um, you know, one one millionth of a cent of SHIB token. 
um, which is a very real situation for a lot of uh, gravity stakers who have collected a certain amount of that and various other obscure tokens and fees. Um, the other major interesting feature is that the auction module provides a oracle. And by that, I mean when the last auction for a given token completes, we now have an exchange rate for it. Um, and this is really important because it makes it possible to do something that uh, semi-centralized and centralized bridges sort of take for granted, which is volume-based fees. Uh, you know, previously, due to Gravity Bridge's permissionless nature, it wasn't really practical to develop um, to develop any sort of volume discount system for the fees uh, because you'd have to define what uh, what a given transaction was worth uh, in order to know that. And given that it could be any sort of random token, including one you've never seen before, um, there was really no practical way to get the exchange rates. Um, and but now with the auction module we have a local source of truth for that sort of information which would make it possible to provide a volume discount or and that could work in one of several ways the one that i've sort of been hearing about is that you get a um, um is that you get a discount if you pay the fee in grav or something similar to that which would then allow you um, which would then allow uh people who are bridging they would essentially put down let's say um, fifty percent less grab, something like that. Obviously, the parameters are up to governance. Uh, then they would otherwise pay in USDC or ETH or NIM or whatever token they happen to be bridging uh, for the chain fee. So yeah, I think that's generally the picture of the next uh, of the next upgrade. Um, it seems that this is what the community is interested in. And now it's just a matter of timing, logistics, and implementation, which are all important things and I'm sure will be sorted out over the next couple of months. Yeah, I think that was a great explanation. Um, I, I, again, if the community has any questions, feel free to, you know, um, raise a hand or drop those in Discord or, or anything like that, too, for, um, for, for more clarity. And of course, um, you know, Justin and um, many of the team is in, available in Discord a lot of the time, too. So follow up there. Um, yeah, I think um, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm not necessarily sure that I have any you know questions around that. That seems kind of like the... Um, uh, next step, uh, Slava, I'll get you approved here and you can ask. Thanks for joining us today. Slava, you're, uh, it looks like you're a speaker. Please feel free to ask your question. Uh, uh, hello, can you hear me? Yep. Uh, uh, okay, nice. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I'm Slav. I, I'm, you can know me in Discord. I'm usually, I may say I'm validator in Gravity and OG of Gravity. So I'm actually the one who um, actively use the auction model. Let's, uh, as I know, uh, the main point of this, it was to implement in Gravity some kind of burning mechanism. And I think it's um, doing great because for me, it's fun to try to make a bid uh, in an auction and get some uh, rewards. But uh, as, as Justin just said, that it's some kind of pricing or oracle, like uh, for what uh, amount of my graph tokens I would to pay for. Uh, let me take a look in current auction. 
like 423 use the C use the T 23 use the T right now but uh, right now it's uh, for example use the C token auction ID 169 it's like uh, right now the bid is 10k of graph uh, so the revenue will be about 20 USDC tokens okay it's fine but sometimes it causes the situation when it's almost unprofitable to make a bid and uh, and that's it <laughs> uh, uh, I think I think what I think I think uh, the uh, next step of implementation it's uh whitelisted some tokens like kujara like interactive that the amount of this token could be worthwhile to spend my time to waste my time to make a bit on these tokens as justin just said uh that's my <laughs> two fifty cents <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the original, um, so first of all, um, the auction module, I was kind of expecting it to be mostly bot driven, uh, just mm -hmm. because it's pretty easy to handle programmatically. Uh, and yeah, you, you, you really need sort of bigger amounts of everything uh, in order to make it worth a person's time to bid, but also auctions are carried over. So the amount of token, the amount of a specific type of token is going to continue to build up until it's worth somebody's time to bid. The fact that these amount are not, these amounts are not building up indicates to me that somebody is going through and probably bought bidding them when they are barely profitable. Um, so that's, that's, that's sort of the intended design. Um, it was never really... Um, Unfortunately, anything like this is, 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 is always going to end up being bot-driven, which is really what's best for gravity as a whole, because it means that the auction module gets pretty efficient pricing. Um, but it might not necessarily be best for people who are trying to participate uh, without a bot to assist them in bidding. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, in next, I read you said that you're going, we are going to implement this kind of uh, whitelisted tokens here. Yeah? Because to, to increase the amount of uh, auctions itself. Yeah, it's a concept. And um, how I think it would work, and obviously the community has not yet really spoken and narrowed down exactly how this would work. But, you know, the idea that I've been hearing is that uh, you would whitelist, let's say, your common stable coins at ETH. So USDT, um, USDC, and ETH. And these would go into stakers' wallets. Um, but the rest, yeah. um, you know, all of the other types of tokens um, would be go to the auction module. So, for example, you were yeah. talking about the amount of Kujira being kind of too small to bid on. Well, yeah, it would yeah, yeah. increase the amount of Kujira that ended up in the auction module to make it more reasonable to bid on, uh, which is good because stakers are not likely mm -hmm. to take their, you know, a very thin slice of a already relatively yeah. small amount of a token and be able to efficiently use that or go and swap that. Yeah, because I, I I always look at the auction. It's it's right now. It's in my account. It's twelve so auction, and in the first time, like Kojara, uh, was worthable amount of tokens, <laughs> and yeah, I use the C, use the T, and uh, ETH tokens. ETH, uh, they are. Uh, 
as I see, the bridging amount is enough to be spread across the stakers, I think. And the small r is good, in my opinion. It's worth to some. Uh, maybe we should set some threshold, like if the bid like about ten dollars worth or something like that. It just thoughts. Yeah, well, I mean, so that's what the min bid parameter is for. And that's how we originally tried to set it. We tried to set the min bid to be uh, $10 or something. Um, yeah, yeah. It was you know, people kind of liked the fast bidding at the end, and the community ended up putting up, a, up yeah. a proposal to lower it. I'm not really sure how I feel about that, but obviously that value can be adjusted by the community to, to, to try and make it such that the auctions uh, or such that the amounts build up a little bit more. Uh, before they're, you know, before there's a competitive bid. Right now, the minimum bid is very low, and clearly somebody's going through and clearing these things out uh, as soon as they make any sort of, um, as soon as they're profitable, or maybe even before they're profitable. I don't know. Um, I haven't really dug into the bot behavior other than to try and make sure that the auctions weren't underbid too much, and that seems to be the case. Um, you know, so it seems to be working pretty well. But yeah, um, I do agree that a higher min bid may be uh, healthier in terms of making it practical for humans to participate and not just bots. And that's a parameter anybody can submit a proposal to change. Well, my point, if, I agree with you, but I'm mostly about that we should uh, accumulate some tokens, not uh, in every auction, we should spread all tokens uh, in current auction, like as I said, Kujara could be accumulating some amounts and then to be spread to be uh, acceptable in auction. Oh, then that's it. In my, I, I would ask you if you have a min bid higher than the value of the token being auctioned, uh, nobody's uh -huh. going to buy it. Somebody could buy it, yeah. but they'd just be wasting money. So higher min yeah. bid is the solution here. And then the UI probably needs to hide things where where it doesn't make sense to bid on them. Yeah. Just to yeah, yeah, just yeah. remove the visual noise. Mm -hmm. and, and may I ask a, a little uh, a side question about Ocean? Uh, because it's some kind of bridging uh, problem. You know, uh, there is a, a composable and they try to implement IBS in uh, ETH. So, uh, can you t uh, tell me a few words about, uh, I, I don't know, com comparison, composable, and their IBS smart contract implementation with our bridging? Uh, IBC, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, composable's IBC to ETH smart contract. And this is a really yeah, interesting yeah. stuff, which I can talk yeah. your ear off. Um, yeah, yeah, because so, I used to be a validator there too, but just want to know your opinion as one of the person who is designed of current orchestrator. Yeah, so okay, there's so keep in mind with every bridge, there are two flows there is the flow, uh, in so there's the flow from the Cosmos SDK side to Ethereum and the flow from Ethereum to Cosmos SDK. And this is the flow of information uh, as well as tokens. And so the composable IBC implementation, um, there were two parts to this flow. 
There is the part where they have an Ethereum light client on the Cosmos side, and the part where they have a ZK or very efficient bridge implementation of IBC on the Ethereum side. Now, what Gravity Bridge's original design was, and still is, is to be as close as possible to an IBC client implementation on the on the um, on the Ethereum side. So the Gravity.Sol, the Gravity.Sol Solidity contract is very similar to an IBC client. It's just a very specific version of one that doesn't match the IBC protocol because things tend to get very computationally inefficient for Ethereum. And this comes down to, uh, first of all, that Ethereum signatures and Cosmos signatures are different key types, uh, which means that on Ethereum, you can use the standard Ethereum signature type, and it only costs a small fixed amount of gas to verify. On the other hand, if you want to verify a native Cosmos signature, suddenly the amount of gas you need goes up exponentially, because instead of using intrinsic, you are implementing the, uh, in, in the EVM a Solidity verifier. So that's a whole program. And this is one of the things that would make verifying the entire validator set uh, as a IBC channel update typically does, really stupendously inefficient um, and too costly. And this is where uh, Composable gets into the sort of zero-knowledge proof um, bridge design. They need to reduce uh, gas costs because they're trying to do something that is directly IBC compatible on the Cosmos side. Uh, without requiring the validators to produce different signatures, which is one of the main things that Gravity does, is that it requires the validators to produce and submit Ethereum signatures. Um, and those Ethereum signatures can then be very efficiently verified. Um, so, long story short here, to keep this at sort of a high level, the problem with ZK proofs is that they take a long time to compute, and depending on whether or not you open source the proof-making software, um, it can act as a point of centralization. And this is one thing that I really want to, and even if you do open source the proof making software, it can still act as a source of centralization when it costs several dollars in compute power to make a proof. Um, so you have to go and spin up a machine, et cetera, et cetera. It's not sufficient to just have enough ETH to pay the fee. Um, you must first make the proof and then submit the uh, transaction, which is cheaper, but not you know, you have to keep in mind the holistic cost, including compute power. Um, mm -hmm. So the fundamentally, the uh, Cosmos SDK to Ethereum flow doesn't change that much if you have a um, if you have this uh, zero knowledge proof IBC like client. This the security isn't actually improved. Um, because now you've actually added a new vector for vulnerabilities in this ZK proof generation. Uh, you now have to maintain this ZK proof, uh, you know, this ZK proof infrastructure. And the smart contract that's verifying these ZK proofs is also more complicated. Um, so you've kind of <coughs> so you've kind of generated a bunch of problems for yourself and spent a lot of development money, but not necessarily made something that is superior from a security perspective or necessarily secure uh, or necessarily superior from a final cost of operation perspective. Although 
on, under ideal cases, you could it could be cheaper to do a single transaction. Nothing can really be batching by the time it's done. So, um, you know, if you if you can batch a, batch a sufficient number of transactions, everything is pretty close to similarly efficient. You know, it's, it, it all gets pretty close to the same. Now, the other direction, trying to bring information from Ethereum to uh, over to the Cosmos SDK side. Now, this is the part that I would be interested in uh, and think would be more valuable from the perspective of what does a light client for ETH2 look like? Unfortunately for all of us, the answer is ETH2 light clients really don't exist in a meaningful way. And you can't <laughs> necessarily make one. And the reason for this is actually fairly intentional. Uh, Beacon chain consensus, ETH2 consensus does not have does not have considerations made for efficient light clients in the same way that Cosmos consensus does. Uh, Cosmos consensus emits specific, has specific properties and emits specific signatures to make IBC possible and efficient. And what we did with gravity is that we made the gravity module emit specific signatures uh, and follow specific constraints in order to keep the gravity.soul contract efficient. What nobody can do well, nobody except the ETH team, or particularly the ETH community, is make ETH2 do these things. And the reason is that they don't want to. They have a strong incentive not to. Because if they omit these sorts of proofs, it would make life for bridge developers easier. And make bridging off of Ethereum easier, which is not in their best interest. So, long story short, there are no good ETH2-like clients. So we can't really make a significantly better way to move information from ETH to the Cosmos SDK side of the bridge. Now, if Composable built a really advanced ETH client, because you can't really call it light at this point, for Cosmos SDK, that could, in theory, provide better security. But it would also make running the, um, it would also make running the chain that was using this bridge effectively the same as running one program which was eth2 plus composable chain or whatever chain you want to call it you know this is the reason why right now you need to run your own eth node and point a program at the eth node when you are running gravity bridge or really anybody else's bridge that's going to ethereum because there is no um yeah there's no like client and this is also where like polygon zk evm and all of this uh, these things are innovative in part because as the as the EVM executes, they emit the right proofs that you need to make a light client because all zero knowledge proofs are really proofs over an existing light client. And that is why like a ZK proof of Ethereum state for a bridge is actually something that you can't really do uh, because you face information availability problems. There's no signatures. There's no information that can tell you this is the actual state of ETH2 versus this is the fork of ETH2 due to lack of finality. Okay, I'm sorry. This is, this is all kind of complicated. Um, <laughs> but um, long, very long story short, I don't think that what Composable is doing is a very serious improvement on the state of the art in terms of security. Theoretically, they mm -hmm. could get lower operational costs than Gravity Bridge for individual transactions, but they would be doing that at the expense of a lot of development time 
And with that development time, you always adopt uh, additional bridge risk, you know, that there's a flaw in the implementation. And not that gravity bridge is risk-free, no bridge is risk-free, and you should never treat them that way. But mm -hmm. the more complicated things get, the riskier they get as well. So as a general rule of thumb. So this is why I am not particularly, um, it would certainly be really great if we could have a proper IBC EVM contract. And in fact, with some of the things that are being done with like the ZK EVM, et cetera, you could do that on those chains, but you can't necessarily do it to Ethereum. Okay, I think that's the best summary I can give of this situation. Um, yeah. As far as ways that you could improve the design of Gravity Bridge, you could take all the stuff that is currently in the orchestrator and now move it into ABCI++ within the Gravity Binary itself. And this would be less failure prone in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, validators wouldn't get slashed for not submitting signatures because it would be almost impossible to fail to do so unless you modified your binary. Whereas right now, if your orchestrator crashes, that can, you know, um, a validator could be punished for not submitting signatures uh, due to just, you know, not, not watching things carefully enough, having a process crash, et cetera. So that's definitely an improvement. But would it be a fundamental design security improvement to Gravity Bridge? Not really. It would be a logistics improvement. And logistics improvements should never be discounted. But, uh, you know, it wouldn't be fundamentally superior. Okay, uh, thank you. I have one more question, but uh, <laughs> I won't ask it because I think uh, the answer will be <laughs> as long as it. Was. Oh, stop asking! <laughs> I think we're, I think I think the, the dialogue is great. Um, if if you can, will be there'll no, be time. I, 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 actually, I'm wondering, to be honest, why we don't have a Solana side on for our bridge. Like because the Solana is, you know, Solana community is one of the actively growing. So, just if you have, if we have EVM solidity contract, can we do the same on? Uh, I don't know. There, there is Rust. I don't know what the language is in Solana. So just yeah, well, that's that's a good question. Fundamentally, design wise. Um, you can take the gravity bridge design, you can have it work on multiple chains, you could do, you know, all of these things are possible. This is a question about trade-offs and operations. So, uh, first of all, I think a bridge to Solana would actually be a little bit easier because you wouldn't have to worry about gas optimization so much. Of course, you, would, you do end up having to worry about gas optimization a lot because what if you're wrong and Solana gas prices go up in the long term? Uh, because Gravity Bridge is still, still, as far as I know, the only non-upgradable uh, contract deployment um, for any major bridge. And I'm not just talking in the top 10, I'm talking in any of them. I don't actually know of any others that are not actually just Gravity Forks. And this is a big deal because we kind of bet on, uh, you know, with the original development of Gravity Bridge, we said, okay, we're going to keep the contract simple. We're going to do it right. And we're going to not need to maintain any centralized control. Nobody, you know, that's not going to happen. And this is this 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 certainly seems to have panned out uh, well, at least for three years, and hopefully many more. Um, but trying to support a lot of different chains on Gravity, 
um, sort of saddles the gravity community with the additional development costs of multiple chains. And you can see how that works out for a lot of these big multi-bridge providers where they try and bridge to and from everywhere. And pretty quickly, they start to lean heavily on centralization to deal with some of the problems of running a multi-bridge like that. Um, because what people want to do with multi-bridges gets weird. Let's say somebody wants to bridge from to a bridge like something. Well, I would, so let's say USDT and they want to bridge USDT from Solana to Ethereum via Gravity Bridge. Well, that means they're locking up some USDT over on Solana. Then they're moving over and they're trying to bridge it out of the Ethereum bridge. Well, if there's not enough USDT in, if there's not enough Ethereum USDT in that bridge, well, then the user can't bridge out. So multi-bridge projects end up with some sort of centralized um, uh, token balancing. Somebody needs to be able to move some USDT around to make that work. Um, the amount of additional features and problems you encounter and potential vulnerabilities and issues as you continue to scale up chain support is really, really hard, really hard to solve. Um, and the bigger multi-bridge projects, uh, you know, uh, as we saw with, oh, come on, what was it? Was it multi-bridge? No, something, anyways. Um, you see a lot of these bridge projects that end up being almost completely centralized in their operation uh, because running a big multi bridge between multiple chains like this is, is a complicated enough operation if it's just, you know, like if you don't have to make it decentralized. Um, and that was our biggest 100% major focus with Gravity Bridge is to ensure that bridge operation required absolutely no involvement of centralized parties. And this includes everything from validation, which is permissionless, to relaying, which is permissionless, to Oracle information, which is permissionless, all of the little two smart contract upgrades, which don't happen and therefore are permissioned. Um, so all these different touch points where there were, where there's typically centralization and bridges, we managed to avoid. And uh, that's harder and harder to do as you add more bridge destinations. Um, so yeah, this is, this is what has made the Gravity Bridge protocol the most forked bridge protocol after IDC, uh, because it's very, because it is as uh, low maintenance and maintenance free as, as um, decentralized protocols typically are. You know, for example, IBC, even the relaying for IBC is more complicated than the relaying for Gravity Bridge. Um, but yeah, IBC is not a protocol that's very maintenance. It's not closed source with a million different components. And that's what's made it useful uh, to the wider world and many different communities. So yeah, to answer your question, um, trying to add a Solana bridge is definitely possible. Um, the question is really if Gravity and the Gravity community uh, really want to try and go after this sort of big multi-bridge market. And from what we've seen, if you take a look at the numbers from Axlar, from Wormhole, from many of these other places, some odd, uh, you know, 80%, 90%, and that has shrunk some, maybe 70% of their volume is still on Ethereum. And that, and especially since Gravity Bridge and the community has chosen to collect fees based on volume, um, 
it doesn't make sense to do a loss leader project for less volume. You know, if Solana was doing 100x the volume of Ethereum, it would make a lot of sense to go and add it as a second bridge destination, accept some more risk, probably accept some other compromises rather than centralization, because you've got to accept some, and then you reap that reward of more volume. But that's not what's happening for any of these other chains. They're taking um, these other multi-bridge projects are taking a lot of, um, you know, a lot of VC money and using it to develop these extra integrations to different chains and then not really making the, um, as far as I can tell at least, not really making a return on that. So I've never particularly wanted to present to the Gravity community like, hey, we should do this. Because uh, I personally don't think it makes uh, financial sense for gravity. And I don't think it makes a lot of sense for. Uh, anyways, I don't think I don't think a lot of these multi bridge projects make sense other than in the context of um, typically communities need a bridge and they come to the project rather than them operating as something that is independently uh, viable based on uh, users. I see. Uh, when we're talking about bridges, I have <laughs> two more questions. <laughs> sure. Because uh, so the main idea when the gravity bridge started is to bridge uh, Ethereum liquidity to Cosmos, and now we have uh, Nobel, Noble, and uh, what now? Uh, and what else on the ICS? What Neutron? It's, I know, it cover, cover USDT and Noble USDC. And don't you think <laughs> how we can uh, compete with, uh, right now it's a, a original uh, Cosmos based yeah, liquidity. Because uh, as I, as a part of community gravity bridge, so I just want to increase the volume. <laughs> and increase uh, the attraction to gravity. But now we have some kind of native tokens. And what next? <laughs> How we will compete with it? Yeah, well, I actually mentioned this a little bit earlier, and this is what you'll notice, that the uh, that gravity volume and new projects is moving more to... Um, sorry, gravity volume and new projects using gravity is moving more towards... Uh, app chains that need to take their token to Ethereum or uh, projects on Ethereum that need to take a token to their app chain. And these things are obviously not the two major stable coins, USDC or USDT. And projects mm -hmm. like this have made up 40% uh, of Gravity's TVL from almost day one. And that, and that, uh, that percentage is increasing. Um, so I think the key questions now are how do we better um, how does gravity and the gravity community position itself to deal with that change? And, you know, having less stable coins, more different project tokens, the NIMS, the funds, fund token, the, uh, you know, various other, uh, there's a couple of new ones that just submitted proposals a few days ago. Um, and what, what we've been talking about with the auction module changes and the fee discount uh, parameters can be used to start to sort of, 
um, be more efficient about handling those different types of tokens and take advantage of that volume because that feature is still something, you know, the ability to, uh, to in a decentralized way and in a permissionless and non-gated way, uh, take a token from a Cosmos app chain to Ethereum is something that's still unique to gravity within the Cosmos community. And that is really where people are still uh, showing up. And I expect that uh, there is also demand for other tokens like ETH, Wrapped ETH. Um, you know, there is, it's not like there, there is nothing to bridge beyond stables. Um, and this is, this is where I've been very happy with the sort of efficiency and decentralized nature of Gravity Bridge. That it's not particularly um, higher maintenance. Because let's imagine that we had focused in on building bridges to like 20 different chains and mostly for stablecoin demand. And then all 20 of these chains got made of stablecoins. That wouldn't exactly be uh, a great position to be in if you have something that's difficult and expensive to maintain uh, or that has other you know, operational issues. And this is why um, I always really like to focus on making sure that however uh, that anything that Gravity Bridge does is really easy to operationalize and sort of just keeps ticking. Yeah, and I think that the other the other point is that um, you know what we saw happen with say when they launched as well too is 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 that uh, a lot of the limitations around the, the you know the gating and the uh, from the centralized issuers kind of come into play and they hit caps pretty quick. Um, so you know there there's definitely um, you know market opportunity too and just having the like as Justin said the permissionless interface where you know anyone can can move and there aren't those like artificial capping around that. So I think there's, um, you know, it, it's maybe more spiky volume um, than like uh, Justin said, the sort of increasing volume uh, around, you know, alternate tokens and, and people moving um, um, from, from their token to Ethereum. But that certainly I think is also um, a, a really you know, needed function of, of a permissionless and decentralized bridge. Thank you. And one more, maybe last question about uh, Altia Stark. Will how do you expect you know all this liquid infrastructure, all this fee sharing and band sharing? Uh, will it? I think, as I understand, you will we will use the Gravity Bridge to connect Altia to Ethereum. So will it? share or help to increase the volume uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah so Altia one will be using gravity um as for how much volume it will generate that's really up to um you know um we can't really make solid solid predictions about that other than you know the volume that that alfia's operation already generates for uh for gnosis chain where it's currently occupying um and that's not, you know, it's not huge. Um, it's pretty big in terms of deep end projects um, as far as actual customer revenue, um, but it's not not a big number compared to what we we would uh, to what Gravity was used to seeing from Canto, for example. Uh, so I think this is more a question of uh, like what will happen over time and in what direction these things are going. Uh, obviously, I'm hopeful. Uh, but I, I certainly can't say that it's going to blow out Gravity Bridge volume on day one.
Okay, uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. You know, um, uh, the, the the outlook, and you know, we're obviously excited about. How, you know, I think from the Althea team, it's, you know, we've been building that side of the project uh, or the main, you know, Althea project for, for many years now and have seen that traction and, and now we're scaling and it's, it, it's an exciting place to be. But, you know, I think predictions are one of those things that, you know, we just, you know, we, we can't make, right. You know, um, but it is exciting to, to see the application of blockchain solving real, you know, problems um, in a tangible way and in an efficient way. And, um, you know, uh, we'd love for uh, the Gravity community to, to uh, you know, join uh, the Althea um, community as well and, and be a part of that discussion as, the, as there are, you know, a lot of overlap, uh, certainly in terms of ethos and, um, and building, you know, building real things and real infrastructure that, that has uh, applicable solutions. And um, so, yeah, and uh, appreciate, appreciate the, uh, the questions. Yeah, I just really want to share that I'm fascinated about the things that you, one of the mm, rare projects who try to integrate blockchain into real, real world application, and it's cool for me. And I always uh, look at your Twitter and it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's pretty cool for us too. Um, and yeah, it's been a long road. And that's the thing about real applications is that they take a long time to build and they don't necessarily grow super fast. Uh, but when they do, it sticks around, you know, it's not the same as the like one day of enormous volume or enormous use, and then it all goes away the next. So that is, uh, it's a very different philosophy from what you see around um, sort of around the crypto ecosystem uh, and is something we try and bring to everything we do to try and build stuff to last, to really work well and be what people would want in a practical sense rather than in a uh, sort of very short term sense. Well, folks, we're rounding the uh, the top of the hour here. Slava, I really appreciate those questions. I think that really, uh, really got some great dialogue out there and we got to discuss a lot of those core concepts and um, excited to see what uh, the auction module evolve and the fee the fees become m more smart and dynamic. Um, I think we'll we'll probably put a pin in that conversation for now and um, meet with everyone here. And we usually do these twice a month, so uh, probably back in a couple of weeks. Uh, please feel free to stay engaged. We do have a, a Telegram, but most of the discussion happens in Discord. So for those folks who maybe have some questions after this uh, call or want to get involved, um, there was also a community bounties program that passed a while ago too, but. Um, but you know it hasn't gotten sort of moved forward by the community. But if folks are interested in participating in that, moving that program forward, or per or participating in a project that earns a community bounty, um, yeah, check the Discord. Um, we'd love to hear from y'all and and keep that conversation going there too. Um, I really appreciate everybody jumping on the call today, and um, you know look forward to to the third year of gravity bridging and um, coming back here in 2025 um, and, and hopefully sharing a, a year of successes as well. So thanks again, everybody for two successful years and um, here's to 2024.
24 and I'll talk to y'all in a couple of weeks. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting nottas and then to end a long day. Eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity. Before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelline's They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape him under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.